You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, Rangers writer at WPA.com. Joined as always by Morgan Price of OneStarPaul.com. Morgan, how you doing? So great, considering the Rangers finally decided to win. Yeah, that was very considerate of them. I, I think they were, were listening to us, and we told them to be better at baseball. Um, <laughs> I think that worked. That's yep. totally credit to us. For sure. Uh, Rangers win 7-3 in Toronto. Do not get swept by the Blue Jays. Thank the good Lord. Colby Allard gets his first win as a Ranger and becomes the youngest Ranger to get his first win with the team since um, Martin Perez. Um yeah, Allard turned 22, I think, yesterday. Um, so Tuesday. It, it, it was this week. So um, <laughs> he's still real young, um, which is exciting. So uh, And Martin Perez was like 21 when he did it. But anyway, we'll talk about him later on. But first, the offense finally woke up and started hitting with runners in scoring position. Was it all us or is it a little bit of them? Um, I, I, both. I think we both all deserve credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's fair um elvis was definitely the the big name today he had four hits and um yeah just one double but he still just went off and not as much as as Mazar went off on that home run i mean good lord when he gets into one he really gets into one and he yeah. absolutely got into it i'm trying to go find what the uh the rangers tweeted it was something ridiculous when they tweeted out his home run um but their tweets have been really good this year, and I'm very happy for them. Uh, Mashara, that's what it is. And I, I, that's why I'm going to title this episode. It's just Mashara, because I like dumb puns, and apparently the Rangers Twitter does too. But this is just a really good day overall for the offense. Do you think this is like just a, a random blip on the radar, or does this mean they build from it and maybe like give the Twins at least some difficulty tomorrow? I mean, I hope so. Um, it's just—it's hard to like be optimistic just about this one game, just because they should have really won the series because it was against the Blue Jays, and now they're going to go play the Twins, who have been a dominant team all year. But they are going home, so I think that's an advantage for them. So it could mean that they, at the least, split Minnesota, just kind of build off of this game. That would be great. Um, but th- this lineup continues to confuse me because they have such great starts and games and then they just fizzle out and there's nothing there. And then suddenly you're like, okay, this is it. They're all making a turning point. It's going to happen. And then it goes out again. So I, I want to believe that maybe coming home after this win, it'll help them. But I'm, I'm not too like optimistic about it. I wish I was. That's totally fair. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Danny Santana also had a really great day. He had, I mean, Mazzara, I forgot, also had a double. But so did Santana. Santana had his uh, 20th double of the season and his 19th home run of the season. Um, and let's go back and look at how many career home runs he has so far. Let's see, he's got um, 32. And 19 of them have come this year. Yep. 
I just it's unbelievable his power turnaround. Thank you, balls, for being juiced. Um, we really do appreciate it. And I know Danny Santana really does too. Um, <laughs> he's almost to his career high in doubles. He had uh, 27 his first season um, in in Minnesota, um, and he had seven triples. So he's hit six triples and 20 doubles. So he could hit career highs in um, all extra base hits, like every single one of them, which would be fantastic. But um, He's at 92 games played this year, which is the most he's played since his rookie season with 101. And I am so happy they found this guy off the scrap heap and have Mm -hmm. him long term. And I mean, I don't care what his position is. He's his position is playing baseball. Like, I feel like that's almost more valuable to have than like a guy who's like, okay, yeah, he's going to be our first baseman every day. It's like, no, we got a guy who should play every day because his bat's so good. And he can play anywhere you need. Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. He's been way more valuable than I really thought. Like, I kind of, when the season started, like, he was good. But I didn't think he was going to be here the whole season. I thought maybe, okay, he's just going to be here in April if he's okay. Maybe they'll keep him as a bench player. But, like, he has kept himself in the lineup. Like, he's probably, I mean, if Gallo ended up playing the whole season... I think he would definitely be up there with being the best, but with Gallo being out so far, I think Santana's kind of been their best player for the whole season because he hasn't missed very many games. Um, So, yeah, I think Santana's had a huge impact on this team. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Joey Gallo's war on the season is is at three, which actually ties his career high. Um, And he's a plus defensively in war, which is kind of insane that he's been playing mostly center field. He's been worth almost half a win, according to baseball reference, um, in his war. Um, And then Santana this season, let me go pull it up, because Santana, I believe, has played more more games than Joey so far. Um, But there we go, player value. Oh, not quite. Um, Santana has been worth um, 2.2 wins, according to baseball reference, and Joey's at three even and he's played 91 games versus joey's 70 so yeah he's played 20 more games than joey gallo which is kind of insane um also he's only 28 which like not like young but like right in his prime so he's still got yeah. like plenty of time of prime left which is great for basically picking him up off the scrap heap um and offensively i feel like odor didn't have like that great a game but it's weird how they still boo him and bautista and like everybody <laughs> else is gone yeah like and your team is bad. And also, you won both those series. Like, can't you just get over it? Yeah. Will they ever? No. Yeah. I feel like at this point, if, if they're if they're still booing him now, when like they're a bad team and they won both series, like just it, they're never gonna get over it. And that's fine. I'm sure Rookie loves it. But um, I wonder how many of the current Blue Jays are like when they first heard the boos were like really confused. Like, why? None of us were on this team when, except I think Smoke is the only one left on the Blue Jays that was there when everything happened. But like everyone else, I wonder if there's just like why? Why are you still booing Rugi? Like he didn't do anything to us specifically. Like <laughs> the Blue Jays manager is even at the the one that was there before he's gone. So it's like there aren't really any ties from Rugi to that to the current Blue Jays team. Exactly, but that won't stop them from from being mad still about it but as long as they're just booing and not throwing beer on the field and at babies yeah 
Yeah, just don't throw beer at babies, and and we're all good. But um, yeah, offensively, just a really great day overall. Um, I I love. I feel like Mazar is kind of like, I don't know. Every time I feel like he's maybe turning a corner, then maybe he's not. But um, the last um, 50 abs in 15 games, he's hitting 360 and on base of 400 and slugging 680. So like, I I think he has turned a corner. He's got four home runs in his last 15 games and two um, in the last seven. So. Um, I mean, the average in on base the last seven versus the last 15 has really gone down. Um, in the last seven, it's 250 and on base of 318. But he's still slugging 650. So, I mean, the power is there. And that's the main thing that I've wanted to see from him in the second half. He's kind of – he started going after it more. He's raising his launch angle, which I love. Like, he's needed to do that for a while because he had such a low launch angle for a guy who's got so much power. It's like, what are you doing, man? Just hit the ball in the air. Make it go far. That's and Willie has the highest on or launch angle of anyone uh, on the team right now, um, but and that's part of the reason why he has so much so much success. Um, anybody else have a big day at, at the plate that we should take note of? Um, I mean, it kind of felt like I know the box score doesn't show that, but it kind of felt like everyone kind of contributed to the game. At least, maybe not all offensively, but it it felt very much like the team was all focused where, you know, like some, especially when there's been games where they haven't done so great, it feels like there's only one guy on the team because he's the only one doing anything. Yeah. Um, it, it really felt like this game was like, okay, they all focused. They were all ready. They all came in prepared. Like we got to win this. We don't want to get swept. It just felt very much like, okay, we're all here. We may not all like get a hit. We may not all get a walk, but it, it very much felt like each one of them contributed some part where like Trevino went over five at the plate, but he caught Allard for the first time and it went really well. Like you didn't really notice Trevino was catching him over Mathis, like because Mathis <laughs> caught his first start, which I think is a great thing because especially since they're both really young, like you don't really know how well that's going to be. And if Allard would be better with Mathis because Mathis is has more experience. Um, so I, I, I liked that as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There were no just downright bad at-bats, and I think that's the yeah. biggest difference. Like, everyone was putting together good at-bats. Like, um, yeah, Rugi and Trevino were both uh, 0 for 5, and Willie was 0 for 4 but had a walk, and all of them were putting together good at-bats. And, I mean, the Shields had a really good day. I would be remiss not to mention him. He had a pair of walks. He had a stolen base. He had a single. He got in, drove in a run. Um, this team was finally kicked a little bit of their uh, runs and scoring position woes. They went 4 for 12 which was uh, double the amount of hits they'd had with runners in scoring position for the rest of the home st- uh, road trip combined, which is kind of bonkers, but um, yeah. I did appreciate it. Also, they went ham on the base path, which this team is now second or has like stayed in second in baseball in stolen bases because nobody really steals bases anymore besides the Rangers and the Royals. The Royals are not as far ahead as they were like early in the season, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah. Uh, Elvis had two, and he now has 25 on the season. Uh, IKF even got in on the action. He has his second. Um, Delino had um, his 16th of the season, which feels like a little low for him. But yeah. um, he has a really good stealing percentage, though. Um, but yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about Coley Allard. And is he for real? Or is this just a flash in the pan right after this? Hey, guys, it's time to talk about sex. Good sex. You know, remember the days when you were always ready to go when you were a young stud and, you know, it wasn't any any trouble getting it ready for for your partner? 
now you can increase your performance and get a little bit extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Bluechew.com. That's like the color blue and chew, like what you do. So they're here to help you out with your sex life, make things spicier, make sure you last all the way until the ninth inning, you know? Don't want to get pulled out of there with a reliever, you know? You really got to be make sure you're ready to go and just like you were back in the young days. This isn't for guys who can't perform. Any guy who wants a little bit of extra help in the bedroom, you know, this is here for you. It's a perform- it's a legal performance enhancing drug. So, Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships straight to your door, very discreet package. No in-person doctor visits. I know that's really uncomfortable. No waiting at the pharmacy, also super awkward. You don't want any of that. They're made in the USA and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So if this sounds like something you want, Morgan, where can the fine fellows get this stuff? You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code MLB. All you pay is $5 shipping, and that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com with promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. So Colby Allard, this is his second start. Went five and two-thirds innings, got his first win, whatever you care about that. He struck out five hitters. He did walk three, um, which is not on brand for the kind of pitcher that he is. But mm-hmm. the velo uptick has stayed there. I mean, he was basically like sitting 93, which was incredible. Um, and one of the reasons why people were so down on him, because his velo went down. But he looked good. I think this is just who he is. And the Rangers having a guy who... Struck out, yeah, 12, 12 hitters in their first two starts. That's more than you Darvish did as a rookie, which is which kind is of incredible insane. to think about. Yeah. Like, Mr. Strikeout. But, and Allard wasn't a big strikeout guy, like, coming up. Like, that wasn't his MO. But maybe just the the energy of, like, being in the big leagues. Like, all right, they're giving me a chance. I'm not going to go screw this up. I'm going to do good work and kick butt. But I feel like they could have left him in there a little longer, given six innings. Yeah. Um, maybe those two runs wouldn't have been charged to him. Uh, did fine. He faced uh, three hitters. He struck out one, but he did allow two runs, two inherited runners to score. Um, I don't know why they're counted as, um, one of them scored on a wild pitch. Um, and that's, that's somehow counted as an earned run, but that's like the definition by definition, not an earned run. It is an unearned run, but whatever. It's fine. He still had a really solid start, and one pass, uh, wild pitch doesn't doesn't change that at all. But do you think he can keep this up, Morgan? Um, I hope so. I like that he uh, just kind of built off his first start, went um, longer into the game. Um, so that's, I find, really positive. The one thing I am curious about is... Um, once, he, which I don't know if he'll get to this season, because um, I don't have the schedule memorized. Once he faces a team a second time, if maybe like it's just from other teams being unfamiliar with him and not knowing what he has, or maybe they only know what he's done in the minors and that's their expectation. And since he has like the higher velo, they're not expecting that. Um, so I am curious to see if. The rest of the season, maybe he gets to face a team a second time, how that works out for him. Or maybe even like by his third start is will the teams like see his first two starts, learn off of that 
and then kind of get to him more in the third star. Or maybe it is that he's just really good and he can continue that. But I think his third start will be interesting. I think so. Um, it sh- it should come against um, that first game against L.A. Um, and depending on how they swing that doubleheader, um, he could be facing L.A. again. He'll probably end up pitching um, L.A. on Monday the 19th, and then his next start should be either Saturday the 24th against the White Sox or um, Sunday the 25th against them. Or if they want to like push him back a couple days and like skip his start, then they could put him on the 27th, which would be in Anaheim. So Interesting. Um, and that could be interesting, too, if they do change around how many days off he has, if that affects him. It might. Um, and I wouldn't expect them to give him extra time off just so he could intentionally see the same team the right. very next start. Um, I feel like that would be a bad idea. But, um, yeah, the White Sox are a good lineup, too. And, like, I mean, L.A. has Mike Trout and Otani and um, others. Um, but, um, it'd be interesting to see how he does there. Um, this is like Classe's first, I don't know, shaky outing. He still has a yeah. sub two ERA because the runs he gave up were unearned, but it's starting to feel like hitters are saying, oh, this guy is in the strike zone a lot. So if I can just like sit there on something in the zone, then, then I don't have to be that terrified of it yeah. coming at me 101 miles an hour. Is, is that what, is that what you feel like too? Yeah. Um, I, I think him throwing a hundred does definitely help because I feel like that first pitch they see, if it's a hundred, that kind of make, makes, it would make me nervous no matter how many times I've had, no matter how many at bats I've had. I'd be um, terrified. Yeah. I'd be like, mm, I'm just going to stay away from that. As long as you don't hit me, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if he stays in the strike zone that they're definitely going to pick up on that. And I think they're probably going to be more, um, uh, attack it more. Um, it, I think it will be interesting again, him facing more and more games that he has, if they kind of pick up on all his things as well. Um, but yeah, I think I, I remember hearing a couple years ago, like you can throw a hundred, that's great, but you have to be able to throw it and like be accurate with it because if you just throw a hundred, like that's not going to really do much. You just have, you have to be able to hit your points. Um, and I also remember them talking about like in some training he did, they had like two dolls and he had to like throw between the two dolls. Like, so he's, he's got the, like the accuracy down. It's just, I think he, he does spend too much time in the strike zone, which I think (laughs) Mike Trout's going to freaking hit the hell out of that. I just know it. Yeah, he's going to go ham, but that's Mike Trout. And yeah, you you also like if you have a hundred and it's just flat and it doesn't move or break anywhere, yeah. then like that is like not as good as like 95 with good movement. But right. his is 100, 101 with movement. But you got to do all of those things and also like hit your spots. You don't have to be as precise if it's 101 with movement, but you do have to be like. I don't know, you got to keep them off balance and right. having a 90 mile an hour uh, slider slash cutter, but it, it, it's a slider. Um, it really does. It really does help keep them off guard. But could you imagine if he threw like 101 at you and then the next pitch was like that really slow curve that Darvish had? Oh, my God. How gosh. confused would you be? I would be just dumbfounded. <laughs> I saw great. in a uh, in a minor league rehab start, I saw you Darvish go up against this this poor child 
Like I honestly <laughs> felt bad against bad for him. But like this was the fastest I've ever seen Darvish throw. I was looking at the scout's gun. He was going 98, and then like literally the next, like he was 98, like up out of the strike zone, made the guy chase, and then he pulled out that Ephus pitch right in the middle of the zone. It was like 98 to 55, and like the kid just legs like buckled. I'm I swear I thought he was gonna like fall over because he buckled into that. I'm like, good lord, you that man had a family. I mean not anymore because he's dead because you killed him. But like, oh my gosh. If I was a pitcher, if I was a pitcher, that would be my goal to throw really hard, but then throw really slow and just confuse the heck out of everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll mess with you real good. Um, But another guy, the bullpen just had a really solid game today. Uh, Leclerc Mm -hmm. only with one walk and and struck out three in one inning. And he looked really comfortable in the closer role. Yeah. But um, Montero, I... I really like him. I didn't know anything about him before the season because he was just really low key under the radar. I'm pretty sure it was a minor league, uh, minor league signing. But um, two innings, four strikeouts, shutout, perfect. Is this is this a real bullpen arm? Just pulled out of thin air. Um, I hope so. I kind of feel like he could be like the Lance Lynn of the bullpen as far as like reliability, but like quietly under the radar reliability like he doesn't get like we talk about classic he's been up here for like a week and we're like all in love with him but like Montero's <laughs> been up here for a while and he's been very consistent and so yeah I'm I'm gonna think of him as like the Lance Lynn of the bullpen for now hopefully I didn't just jinx him because I tend to do that <laughs> on accident obviously baseball, baseball is spiteful and it just <laughs> likes to make us look dumb for no reason um but yeah, he's been like low key. He hasn't pitched in a lot of like um, high leverage situations. I mean, today was kind of high leverage. Um, I think it was still, um, yeah, it was a it was a four run game at that point, which was just as much leverage as um, the clerk. No, no, it was three runs when he came in, or was it two? Okay, yeah, it was just it was three runs because he came in the bottom of the seventh, pitched the seventh, the eighth. Um, then the Rangers tacked on one more in the eighth. Um, but yeah, no drama, no fluff. That's fine. He doesn't need all the frills. Not everybody's going to throw a 100, 100 mile an hour cutter. And that's fine. You don't need four guys in your bullpen to, to do that. Because honestly, having one is just kind of unfair. But <laughs> a really solid performance by this bullpen. Full team game, um, which is nice against uh, just a rough team. And you had a last, like a just terrible week, honestly. And finally, they're going home. Hopefully, the bats, bats will stay fixed and the pitching will stay good and all of these good things that we're noticing happening today will continue. Morgan, is there anything else from this one that, that I'm forgetting about or are we good to go move um, on to this next series? I think we're ready to move on to the next series. I think the Rangers are ready. They're like, hopefully just being home is I keep, I feel like I say this at the end of every series, like maybe that'll be the turnaround, that'll be the trigger, but like, I'm just trying to will into the universe that they have a better August than July, because it started out good, and then it's kind of feeling like July again, so I just need the universe to give us something good. That's good. Hey, if you keep saying they'll be better, eventually they will be. It might take a long time, but just speak it into existence. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. 101 episodes. I would title this one Clause A because Clause A also does throw 101, but I feel like 100 was just more fitting. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing and, and staying along with us, um, enjoying this, this Rangers win with us. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. 
and hashtag together we pod.